reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. When Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a large crowd gathered around him. He stayed close to the sea. One of the synagogue officials named Jairus came forward. Seeing him, he fell at his feet and pleaded earnestly with him, saying, My daughter is at the point of death. Please come lay your hands on her that she may get well and live. He went off with him and a large crowd followed. There was a woman afflicted with hemorrhages for 12 years. She had suffered greatly at the hands of many doctors and had spent all that she had. Yet she was not helped, but only grew worse. She had heard about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. She said, If I but touch his clothes, I shall be cured. Immediately, her flow of blood dried up. She felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Jesus, aware at once that power had gone out from him, turned around in the crowd and asked, Who has touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see how the crowd is pressing upon you, and yet you ask who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it. The woman, realizing what had happened to her, approached in fear and trembling. She fell down before Jesus and told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has saved you. Go in peace and be cured of your affliction. While he was still speaking, people from the synagogue official's house arrived and said, Your daughter has died. Why trouble the teacher any longer? Disregarding the message that was reported, Jesus said to the synagogue official, Do not be afraid. Just have faith. He did not allow anyone to accompany him inside except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they arrived at the house of the synagogue official, he caught sight of a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. So he went in and said to them, Why this commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but asleep. And they ridiculed him. He put them all out. He took along the child's father and mother and those who were with him and entered the room where the child was. He took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, which means... Little girl, I say to you, arise. The girl, a child of twelve, arose immediately and walked around. At that, they were utterly astounded. He gave strict orders that no one should know this and said that she should be given something to eat. The Gospel of the Lord. Today's readings and feast day focus on the real meaning of paternal love, of parental love. We see in the first reading how David, despite his victory over the adversary who was coming to try to kill him, when he found out that his son had died in the battle, couldn't rejoice at all in victory. He needed to mourn. He wept for the death of his son, so great was his love. We see the persevering faith 
of Jairus, the synagogue official in the gospel today. He, despite the fact that it would have been terribly embarrassing for him as a synagogue official to go ask a favor of the one who had been kicked out of the synagogues already, Jesus loved his daughter enough to do it. Loved his daughter enough to continue to believe even after people had said that his daughter had died. When we really love someone, we're willing to do anything for them, including at the expense of personal embarrassment. We see Jesus himself show that paternal love in this middle passage about the woman with the 12-year hemorrhage. Jesus wanted to enter into that personal relationship with her. It wasn't enough merely that she was cured because Jesus, in working any physical miracle, always wanted to bring about the miracle of growth and faith. And that happens only through a personal relationship with the Lord. It's not just any personal relationship. It's a relationship not just to fraternity, as has been popular since the 60s and 70s, that Jesus is our brother. But Jesus, in a sense, is our father. As the early saints of the church would say, and great theologians like Melito Sardis, when Jesus brings to birth faith in us through the power of his cross and resurrection, he becomes, in a sense, a spiritual father in the total image of God the Father. And so... At the very end of this passage, what do we hear him say? He doesn't say, sister, your faith has saved you. He says, daughter, your faith has saved you. He's brought about this miracle that flows from paternal love. Today, we celebrate the feast of St. John Bosco, whose entire life was one of paternal love. He lost his father when he was just a very little boy. God the Father needed to become his father. He had St. Joseph Cafasso around who took a paternal care for him, made sure he was able to go to seminary because his family didn't have the money to support him for his studies, made sure that he urged him on. And at a very early age, having learned from St. Joseph Cafasso and God the Father what it meant to be a father, started to look at all the ruffians around Turin who had no fathers, who were out there on the streets, many of them totally orphaned, others just getting into all types of trouble because they didn't have that influence. So John Bosco, even as a young priest, became a father. He became a farm father to tens of thousands, eventually founding the Salesian community, which is one of the largest male religious orders in the world now, which must make him very proud to be spiritual fathers to the young, but also he remained a spiritual father to so many who never became Salesians, but whom he taught trades, whom he taught how to read, whom he taught how to pray, whom he taught how to become men of God. He always did it with love. He worked very hard against the educational structure of his day, which was always trying to get good behavior through punishment and fear. He said, that will not be our way. We don't want them to behave well simply because they're afraid of us. We want them to behave well out of love. 
real fraternal love. And he started a revolution in education and in Northern Italian society in its response to troublesome youth. All of this spiritual paternity of David, of Jairus, of John Bosco, of Jesus, is modeled on the one whom St. Paul says all paternity in heaven and earth flows from, the paternity of God the Father, who wept like the father of the prodigal son when we wandered away, who seeks our total healing, who wants us to receive the seed of faith and who wants us to behave well, not out of fear, but out of love. Today, as we come forward to this Mass, in which God the Father sends his own beloved Son once again, so that in this Son we might become more and more his sons and daughters. We thank him for this paternal love. We ask him to bathe us in it, and we also ask him to help us imitate it to be spiritual fathers and mothers of others, helping them through our analogy of parental love to come to receive it from the source.